What you doing? I'm running out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily fantasy football podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about fantasy football and the NFL at large for SportingNews.com. So come over to the site. I've got a breakdown of the top offensive skill players and where they might be going in the draft. It includes your quarterbacks, Deshaun Watson and Mitchell Trubisky. But for fantasy purposes, for immediate impact, Leonard Fournette. Christian McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook at running back. So good breakdown there. On Locked on Fantasy, we've been trying to go around to some of the more prominent teams and situations and see what they're doing in the offseason. We're going to look at the Cowboys today and not too much going on with the big news there with Tony Romo, but we know he's not going to be a Dallas. He's not going to affect fantasy with Dak Prescott there. But we'll get into... Some of the other things we've seen out of Dallas's offseason so far. But first, I have to mention that Locked On Fantasy Football has been brought to you by Audible.com. And I'm pleased to announce that uh, listeners to Locked On Fantasy Football can still go there and get that free trial. It's very easy to do that. 30 days to check it out, all the great audiobooks there. It's www.audibletrial.com slash LOFantasy. That stands for Lockdown Fantasy. Again, that's www.audibletrial.com slash LOFantasy. You'll get a 30-day free trial to check it out. Download a free audiobook, and uh, you'll be on your way, whatever your favorite subject is, fantasy sports, reality sports, or history Anything you like to read, you can listen to in convenient format. And just like this podcast, uh, Audible is great for that. So check that out and take advantage of that free trial. Now we're looking at the Cowboys. And the Cowboys have had a pretty quiet offseason away from Tony Romo. We know that Romo is probably on his way out. We don't know what he's going to do next. Is he going to be a Bronco? Is he going to be a Texan? Is he going to join Fox Sports? Is he going to join CBS? Could he be a golfer on the senior tour? He's right now golfing out there in Charleston, South Carolina. So there are all kinds of things that Tony Romo could have in the future, but he is the past for the Cowboys. Right now it's Dak Prescott, and you got to look at some of the things that have happened around Prescott so far. The Cowboys didn't have much cap space, really the lowest in the NFL. So they couldn't get too creative with their skill players. They had to actually make cap room with some of their current guys. So the one notable thing that they did was bring back Terrence Williams. And Terrence Williams has been kind of hit or miss. 
not really the one of the greater number two receivers in this league, but he got a four-year, $17 million deal, which I think surprised some people, especially given that it was uh, kind of early in free agency that they kept him. It seemed like a guy that uh, no one was going to care about much, and I don't think he had many suitors outside of Dallas, but you look at 417, that's not too bad for that player in that role. It'll be interesting to see where he falls in the pecking order, though. Des Bryant clearly comes back as the number one. He's still in his prime there and will keep delivering for Dallas. And we know that Prescott and Bryant have a good relationship. Next guy, you have to figure still Cole Beasley, whether he's working the slot or lining up outside, that Prescott trusts him a lot. He's just the security blanket that he can throw to everywhere on the field. And he's kind of past Jason Witten in that kind of realm for the Cowboys just because Witten has gotten a little older. Witten is still very good. He's a blocker. He can help out with big receiving games when needed. But the guy that uh, Prescott trusts most continue to be Bryant and Beasley. I don't think that's going to change too much here in 2017 as he goes into his second year. The one thing I think he'll be more confident in going after those big plays, so that's going to help Bryant downfield as well as Bryce Butler, who's also returning here to the Cowboys. And on a very cheap deal, one year, $1.1 million. Didn't have a great year last year, 219 yards, three touchdowns. 16 of 33 in terms of uh, what he caught in his targets. Not too many snaps, but there's a chance that Butler, even with Williams getting re-signed, that Butler's going to have every chance to kind of displace Williams there. Williams, you can tell, was got paid a lot more to be that number two, but it'd be wise for the Cowboys to look at more what Butler can do. I get Beasley has been very valuable there as a compliment to Des Bryant, but outside they need that big playmaker. I think it'll open things up again for Bryant if he gets that complimentary guy that's a lot more threatening than Williams consistently was on the outside and still can be. And then you look at Butler, I thought Butler and Prescott had some pretty good chemistry early in their first offseason together, especially in uh, training camp and preseason. It didn't really materialize much in game. I think Butler is more viewed as a one-trick kind of speedster, but maybe he can uh, work toward that a little bit more in camp this year, having a full offseason with Prescott. I still just think that Williams goes in as a starter, but... Again, I don't know if their value in fantasy is all that much different. I almost would lean more towards Butler and taking a flyer on him. But right now, you look at this team, I think it's the Bryant and Beasley show. Beasley, with even with these Williams and Butler developments, I think Beasley will still be on the radar as a potential wide receiver three in fantasy, especially in PPR leagues because of what, what he can do. I think the volume can increase pretty highly for Beasley here as uh, maybe Williams and Butler are kind of more one-trick guys here to stretch the field occasionally. And Witten is an interesting case here. They brought him back on this extension. They're not sure when he's going to hang things up and retire. But for now, they're extending him. Really, it's a restructure because they don't want to take too big of a cap hit with this veteran future Hall of Famer. And you look at Witten, they've tried other guys in there, Gavin Escobar and all that, to try to uh, 
have an impact at tight end. We've seen flashes from Escobar, but nothing there. Martellus Bennett, of course, was there before he moved on to the Bears and Patriots and now the Packers. So they had that guy at some point, but now Escobar is not looking like a guy they can trust. He's a free agent. So Witten, there's going to have to be a replacement there. There's been talk about the Cowboys taking a free flyer there at a rookie tight end. And there's some value for sure, whether you look down and you see Evan Ingram will miss or David Njoku from Miami. These are guys that I think are highly in play for the Cowboys late with that first round pick. I I wouldn't sleep on that position. There are some things that uh, Witten can still do. And I don't know if he's going to be a key one ever again we saw some things that he did he had a 10 catch game there down the stretch he had a td against the lions there in week 16 he was very involved in the packers playoff games with 59 yards and a touchdown so there's a lot of things that witten did down the stretch that was productive but i think they have to look at his successor and maybe someone who can compliment him more and maybe that big target that they can trust to be a move guy where Witten can still do his job in line, maybe put less pressure on on him to uh, go out there and make impact catches. So I look at Witten having a little bit of value. I don't think he's draftable as a tight end one anymore. I, I think he's a spot starter at best, even in this offense where they don't have too many reliable options at wide receiver i think they'll find another one at tight end so i think there's going to be a bit of a changing regard this year kind of like what we saw in san diego with antonio brown or antonio gates sorry and hunter henry and looking at those two guys and how you saw that transition where there were some weeks where henry was more effective gates had some more injury issues he played through them and had his moments as well but it was really going toward hunter henry in San Diego, they needed to get the successor lined up while the guy was still there. So I think you'll see that develop in Dallas because 35 years old, that's really outplaying your career. And a witness had a great career definitely in Dallas. But it'll be interesting what they do there because I think a youngster, especially someone who uh, is a skilled receiver like an Ingram or Njoku, can have an immediate impact, I think, in this Cowboys particular offense. We looked at the backfield, and Ezekiel Elliott, there's no doubt about that he's going to be the man there to continue to carry the load, but it was interesting to see that Darren McFadden was re-signed, and I think there's some question about who is the true handcuff for Ezekiel Elliott. There was some talk about Adrian Peterson potentially being brought in to be that guy over McFadden, but... McFadden was just too cheap. I mean, he was under a million dollars to bring back. He was very effective two years ago when he had to be the man. Last year, when he came back from his weird uh, freak injury, kind of later in the year, that he was the most effective backup there over Alfred Moore. So I think right now, if you go into the season, because McFadden is a better all-around back than Morris. In fact, that he can uh, stay on the field in the pass game. I know Lance Dunbar has been in this mix like that, but... I think in terms of direct backup, you have to look at McFadden clearly being that option. There's not too many straight-up handcuff situations. You look at a situation in 
Arizona where it's been David Johnson, but now Andre Ellington is kind of moving to wide receiver. So nothing so clear-cut with a stud. Le'Veon Bell has got DeAndre Williams, and we know Williams kind of faded, and they're looking potentially for a replacement there. So Alfred Morris is definitely the out. Ad, odd man out here for sure. When you look at this backfield, McFadden was just a good guy to bring back because of his versatility. So I think they had to do it, and they did do it. And Morris definitely is expendable. They're not really excited about what he can do because he can only play in first and second down. So I think McFadden was always the intent to be the backup and be retained in that role. And Morris was just assigning there for extra insurance, and now they don't really need him. So I think Morris has a chance to be cut and go out of here, just be a one-year guy there behind Elliott. So I think the main thing to take away from this is with all this uh, backfield minor shuffling that Elliott is still the man clearly in Dallas. They're not going to do anything to scale back his workload. Jason Garrett has already admitted this. So you're looking at probably the number one overall pick in fantasy in 2017. There's no reason to believe otherwise. I think David Johnson and Le'Veon Bell can creep in that conversation, but Elliott, the age, the offense, the durability, all those things really favor Elliott. And uh, the situation behind him sets it up where he might even see a bigger role there in uh, 2017. And it all comes back to Dak Prescott. And Prescott, I mentioned, could be kind of a QB1 way back when, Last year that I thought he had a chance to do that. If he had the ability to get in there with Tony Romo, I thought he would produce a little bit like Tony Romo. The volume definitely wasn't there because Elliott scored a lot. But Prescott did make up for it with his legs scoring on the ground several times. His passing numbers, I think, were rather limited in terms of what you'd seen from Romo, you know, pushing the 30 touchdown passes and whatnot but that's fine you look at Kellen Moore as the backup right now there's no threat there where Prescott has to look over his shoulder anymore he's fully confident now he's the rookie of the year according to AP in the NFL so you got to say that uh, Prescott is going to come in to year two just with a load of confidence they're going to feel free to unleash him more I think that's where you have the Butler and Williams signings they'll try to uh, do that more. They won't hold him back. You saw they didn't do that in the preseason. I think they did a little bit because they didn't really have to with Elliott running all over the board. But he also made some big throws when they really needed it. So you look at him last year, the numbers overall. I mean, he had 3,667 yards, 23 touchdowns passing. So you know that that potential is there. And then he really cut down in the interception, something that Romo was doing anyway there. So I look at the numbers on the ground for Prescott. It was pretty good as well. So this is a supplementary number that you didn't get from Tony Romo at all. You got 282 yards and six touchdowns. So you're looking at 29 and four overall. That's pretty darn good. And when you consider... The 282 rushing yards that came with that, that's 28.2 points extra. 
with Prescott, it was a fantastic year, and I think he can only build on that. So I think he's firmly a QB1 going into 2017 with all the things around him. I think he can push there for a top five type guy, maybe what Russell Wilson used to be. Maybe Russell Wilson will rebound to be that. But you look at typical guys, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, and the like. We mentioned in our Seahawks offseason breakdown that we like Wilson to really shoot up. I think Prescott and Wilson, they're going to be interesting decisions in the draft because very similar type situations. I think almost Prescott has a safer floor here with the Cowboys, what's built in. I think the floor was last year with that 29-4 to and uh, all the things he did. He's super efficient. I think he can only get better from here. And I'll raise those totals and uh, keep those mistakes down. That's how good this team is. I think the one concern that we look at at the Cowboys offensive line, I don't think it's a real concern yet. They didn't keep bringing back Ronald Leary for insurance. That hurt when Doug Free retired, but still got Tyron Smith and Zach Martin and Travis Frederick and Leo Collins. They got a lot of guys that are fine to keep uh, the rest of this offense intact. So, I wouldn't worry about that. I think that was a bit overblown because there wasn't too many things happening with the Cowboys, but their offensive line is still elite there in the NFL. Maybe a few others can match in Tennessee being one of them, but Dallas is still up there. That's not going to affect Prescott or Elliott in 2017 either. So there you have it. There's a breakdown, kind of the early outlook of uh, what we've seen in the Cowboys offseason so far and how that is going to relate to fantasy football later here in 2017. Thanks so much for listening. Please subscribe on Audioboom or iTunes to get this podcast delivered to you week daily and really get the good breakdown. Even when there's no games being played, no moves being made, we're always looking here, and that's what we do at Lockdown Fantasy Football. We've got you covered year-round with this, and make sure you're checking out all the great podcasts, whether it's NBA, fantasy basketball, fantasy football out of season nfl out of season we've got you covered our draft show is spectacular go check that out it's almost here we're about to hit april draft is less than a month away so definitely tune into locked on draft there for sure for locked on fantasy football this has been mini Iyer. we'll talk to you next time what you doing ran out of space on my phone so i'm deleting some stuff by singing dog Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.